ChalkPastel.com is a homeschool family of three generations with awesome no-fuss video art lessons for all ages. Lessons are taught by mother-daughter team, Nana, Lucia Hames, and her daughter, Hodgepodge mom, Trisha Hodges. It all started when Nana taught her five grandchildren around the kitchen table more than a decade ago. This homeschool family is all about frugal. There are no expensive, intimidating list of art supplies. Just add chalk pastels and construction paper. Mrs. Adams says, I subscribe to the clubhouse so I can incorporate art for my preschooler as well as art for the older kids. What I love about the clubhouse membership is the access to all of the lessons. I can pick a painting that goes along with our history, a preschool painting, nature, famous artists, maps, etc. There's so much to choose from. You can't go wrong. You Are an Artist lessons include everything from seasonal celebrations, tea time, favorite books, hymns, nature, sharks, art techniques, acrylics, American landmarks, I drew it then I knew it, history and art lessons, and even the far reaches of space. Nana has a series on drawing maps, famous artists, composers, presidents, and favorite hymns. Join the You Are an Artist Clubhouse membership for instant access to this huge bank of art lessons. What I always try to tell people is that the art part of chalk pastels is wonderful, but the lessons go way beyond art. For example, you might be doing the Roman Colosseum lesson from the I Drew It, Then I Knew It series. And while you're painting, Nana chats about where the Colosseum was built, when, what it was used for. And in addition to all of that, Nana shares new live masterclasses each month. These classes offer a bit more of a challenge to those students who are looking for it. Maybe some acrylics and other surprises along the way. We actually just did the Stopping by the Woods on a Snowy Evening, the Robert Frost one, this week, and my kids loved it. Yeah, I want to do those. (laughs) In fact, I just saw a winter tree scene that used acrylics that Nana showed how to paint in one of her master classes. It was absolutely gorgeous. Plus, we've shared this before. Nana has a podcast. It's called From Nana's Back Porch, and you can find it in your favorite podcast app. I love listening to Nana. (laughs) Her voice is so calming. (laughs) If you have longed to include the joy of art in your days, ChalkPastels.com makes it easy for you. As a Clubhouse member, you have access to what you need, and you don't even have to be the art teacher. Clubhouse members get a bank of art lessons for all ages, and it's currently valued over $3,300. Bonuses, a wonderful community, and new art lessons added monthly. So grab your free Get Started in Chalk Pastel video art lessons and don't miss the 15% discount code in the ebooks that come with it at chalkpastel.com. Hi there and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara. And we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Kate. Hey, Kara. How are you? I'm doing okay. I might have gotten into the shower with my glasses on this morning, (laughs) (laughs) which is why I don't have them now because they're still on the floor of my shower. Super clean. (laughs) The best part was when I got in, I didn't even know it was how I didn't know what was wrong. I was like, something is wrong. What's happening? I know. Did you feel like, like, do I have raindrops? Yeah, it was like, like, it was like a windshield. Why did the windshield, why do I have a windshield? (laughs) Have you ever, do you wear contacts at all? No. Okay. I, sh- I should, because it would solve a lot of these problems. I'm really bad. 
I'm really bad at glasses. They're always missing. It drives my husband crazy. I have like the TV glasses and the reading glasses and the car glasses. And I have my actual bifocals, which I should wear all the time. But it's in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) They would be drying out. They would be helpful right now. You have to put them in a bag of rice. They'll probably be there tomorrow morning (laughs) when I get in. I'll be like, oh, there they are. Well, because I've I've slept in my contacts accidentally, and then I wake up the next morning and I put my glasses on, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm blind! Like, <laughs> we went to this eye doctor, this one eye doctor one time, and he was just very odd, and he told us that once a month we should cover each of our eyes to make sure that we haven't gone blind in one eye. <gasps> and I'm like, does that happen a lot? And he's like, I've seen it happen. <laughs> I had an eye doctor. Who my husband really liked. He told me to go when I thought I needed glasses. He told me that I had dry eye and that what I needed to do was three times a day for 20 minutes, put a warm compress on my eyes. And I was in there (laughs) with a toddler and two babies in a stroller. And I was like, what? What now? And my toddler was like tearing apart his office. I was like, you want me to do what? Like our house would be on fire. I can't lay down for 20 minutes. And I didn't even think they were dry. I still don't. Every time he went in with the dry eyes, and he'd be one time he offered me like some special fish oil that he sold in the office, and I was like, I'm not coming back here. <laughs> this is a scam. <laughs> so then I went to my friend recommended, and I wish I could still go, but my insurance doesn't cover him. My there's a Walmart near me, and there's this little teeny eye doctor guy, Asian guy. He's like the sweetest man ever, and he is like boom, boom, boom. And he's the one that told me I needed bifocals because. The other guy gave me reading glasses and I was like, but I feel like I can see reading. I feel like I can't see driving. And he was like, you need bifocals. You are getting old. You need bifocals. And then one time I was in there and I had had an eye twitch for a year. And I asked him, I was like, do I need to be worried about, you know, I've had this eye twitch for close to a year. And he just goes, look at me. You are not dying. (laughs) (laughs) And I just so appreciated him. The other thing is one time I was in there and my flip flop broke. And I couldn't walk in it, so I had to drag it. (laughs) And I was trying to keep up with him because he's really speedy. And he turned around and he goes, what is going on here? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You know what we need? We need a video of this man saying, look at me. You are not dying. And then every time, instead of like when we get some weird thing, Instead of Googling it and like trying to diagnose ourselves on WebMD, we just need to play that video. Look at me. You are not dying. It was the best. Oh I didn't actually gosh. think I was dying. I was just I was thinking like maybe there's a nutrient I'm missing. <laughs> but then him saying that, I was like, okay, I don't need to worry about this. <laughs> I just meant like, am I deficient kind of in something? Like I didn't mean... Yeah. I don't know who he saw before me, but I just like everything is like so fast. Like he wastes no time. I th- I think that's kind of a leap, though. Yeah, like, <laughs> he, maybe he has a lot of like patients that just are always like, "Am I dying?" I don't know. That's kind of a I don't know. Well, it is like our, a, our it's a doctor... super Walmart. I'm sure he sees all sorts of. It's a huge <laughs> store. Our eye doctor, well, this the one that we went to. We can't go to him anymore again because of insurance issues. But um, he wants my kids to play tennis because then they can get college scholarships. Oh, and I'm like, don't you just like fix eyes? <laughs> oh my gosh, I had another. Are you one. trying to? What is it? Like, is this an eye doctor life? thing? I had another one who tried to get me 
I'm not a super political person. Like, I'm not out there talking about my politics. But while I was in the chair, <laughs> he tried to get me to join my town's, I'm not going to say which side, it, like, adamantly. And then wanted my email so that his wife could email me about our town's <laughs> political group. And I was like, you don't know me at all. <laughs> no, thank you. Can I just have my prescription, please? <laughs> It's just it's occurring so to me awkward. that this is our first episode back and we sound like it's an eye doctor podcast. What happened? <laughs> Welcome to the Homeschool Sisters. Now we just talk about your eye health. And we have nothing against eye doctors. <laughs> I just realized as I'm saying this that I have an abundance of weird related eye yeah. doctor stories. Maybe yeah. this is why no, I don't the wear The more contacts. you talk about that. <laughs> like there was another one who was obsessed with like a particular band. And, like, every time you went in, he would talk about that band. And it was like, yeah, it's like so-and-so says from this lyric. And I was like, am I in a TV I show? actually might need like, to see him because that's how my brain works. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it was, like, all he could talk about. It was a little weird. Did he weird. have pictures of the band in the office? Well, remember, did, did you watch mm-hmm. Friends? Okay, do you remember, like, Phoebe had that obstetrician that was obsessed with Happy Days? <laughs> That's what it felt like. It was like, I don't, I don't have the same love for this band that you do, but I just really want my glasses. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, so we're not an eye No, doctor we're not. But we're back for season Hooray. eight. I'm Yay, excited to be eight. back. And we have a lot of really great guests lined up. We've got like the whole season planned out. Got big stuff happening, and we have a conference. Yes, we do, up. and it's going to be so fun. The third Kindred Homeschool Conference happening February twenty second because February is the worst. Done. Right, exactly. Yeah, and what's great about these conferences is that we are not going to fill up like a you know you're not going to walk away with like a to do list. You're not going to walk away feeling guilty for things you haven't done. Because we know February is hard. We've done, like, we've talked about this a lot on the episode, on the podcast about how everybody wants mm-hmm. to quit in February. It's the longest, shortest <laughs> month. It feels like it's 365 days of it does. gray darkness. Yeah. Yes. So Kindred is a group that we formed last year with our friends Mary Wilson and Alicia Hutchinson. And the four of us have put on two of these conferences and... It's been good. And so we're doing another one. And I don't think we're allowed to talk about our I topics don't think we yet. are either. I'm not sure. But it's just. We've got a whole schedule and a whole plan. The thing I love about them is that they just, they give you ideas and fill you up and make you realize that you're doing a good job as you are. But then maybe like these couple things are things you might want to try. And the best part right. is that when you leave the conference and then you go over in the Facebook group, the conversation continues and it's just such an amazing community of women. Yeah. So um, registration is open now. I'm trying to think because we're recording this before it's technically open, but by the time this episode comes mm-hmm. out, registration will be open. So I had to think that out for a minute. So go to kindredhomeschool.com and sign up and join us for the day. And I think it's going to fill you up. And we're trying to and Saturday I think that's this time. 
which is something a little different. I think that'll work different. out well for a lot of moms. So send, you know, dad off with the kids, pour yourself a cup of tea or a pot of tea, <laughs> get some good snacks and hunker down, fill your bucket. Yeah. Yes. Because February is it is stinky. But speaking of which, <laughs> we have a message that is so awesome. And it's about Huga, which yes, it is, is one of our favorite topics. So we're going to play it real quick. Hey, Kate. Hey, Kara. This is Sarah. Um, just wanted to send you a quick message because I know that you are both all about the Huga in the winter. And I have since uh, moved to Hungary this past year. And while living here, I've noticed they do a few things differently in the winter time that I thought you could totally add to your winter time hoogie-ness or however you say that. Um, so one thing they do is that they use blankets everywhere. And so even on the back of your dining room chairs, you'll find a thin fleece blanket folded on the back of everybody's chair. And in the living room, there are stacks of blankets so that everyone that comes over has a blanket. Another thing they do is slippers. You have guest slippers and everybody wears slippers all winter long. And so you even have slippers for your guests that when they come. Uh, another thing is that they make this pot of tea whenever, and just all winter, really, around the house, they have this tea. And it's just hot water with chamomile or elderberry and sliced ginger, honey, and lemon. And you just keep it in the pot and you serve it to your guests and you drink it all winter long. And the twinkle lights, they're everywhere here and candlelight. So wanted to pass that along. Hope you all are doing great. Have a great Christmas. I absolutely love that. Like I want to get on a plane right now. If I had a blanket in every spot of my house, get the dinner table. It's amazing. I, yeah, I want to move to Hungary. I had no idea that Hungary was like a Huga capital. Who no. knew? Now and we do. Tea recipe sounds amazing. Sounds and good love... for the immune system too, with the elderberry and the honey. Yes, which is yeah. something we all need as the huga is happening. Yeah, because February is the worst. Google that, see if we can find a recipe. Um, I love the slipper thing too. This I saw this somewhere, and I wish I could remember where. But um, it's somebody who they don't do shoes in their house, so they have a basket and they buy like brand new socks, but like at the dollar spot or something, and they purposely buy fun socks. So if you come over to their house, they ask you to take off your shoes, but you get to put on like hamburger socks or something, which <sighs> I think is such a cute idea. It's like a goodie bag or a door prize. Yeah, it is. It's like a door prize just for coming over. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I kind of, I kind of want to load up on some dollar spot socks. And then, and then, of course, you get to keep the socks. Did I say that? Yes. Okay. All right. Because that's important. You're not just like, well, I guess it would be nice just to lend you socks, too. <laughs> but that's weird. Yeah. Here are your, here are your socks that I wore. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of taking them home. Everyone loves, yeah. like, a little free, freebie. It's sure. Like, it's like socks. swag for coming to visit. <laughs> I know. I have so many pairs of cat socks because people know I like cats. So... I love yeah, that. basically, if you see my socks at any given moment, they probably have cats on them. But socks are so cozy and blankets are so... When we went to, just between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we tagged along on my husband's work trip to Florida, and it was not warm. So the two times my kids have been in Florida, it's been rainy and cold. Oh. <laughs> either, 
people. They're like, why is Florida so cold? I was like, it actually isn't. <laughs> it's just when you're here. But the house that we <laughs> stayed in had, it was like Florida Huga. And she had in the family room, which was just like, there were so many cool things that she had. She had this gigantic, beautiful basket filled with rainbow every color of the rainbow fleece, like the fleece throws that are just small enough to like cuddle up in and this oh. like really broken in cozy leather sofa. And I thought about getting blankets here that we could just, yeah. you know, I and like the idea. The thing is that you would always have blankets. Hair. It's the dog hair. Oh yeah, totally. No, the other you have day. You a shepherd um, too. So you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I put a, a blanket in the wash and then forgot to move it over and my husband opened it and was like what's this oh it's just one blanket and I was like yeah it kind of smelled like dog yeah so yeah (laughs) you need a lot we went to um this week at our local library we we had been reading Mr. Limoncello's library and the author has a escape room game that you can set up in your local library yeah yes based on the Dewey Decimal System. So we were meeting our story club friends there to do this. And my youngest was wearing black warm-up pants and a blank black t-shirt. And sometimes he likes to swim on my floor. You can see where this is going. He does like snow angel. Yes. like and, and he had so much dog fur on him that I made him change. Like he looked like a, a, a German Shepherd. It was horrifying. Okay. I was like, go change. Put those in the hamper. And then don't lay on the floor before, before we go. I have I have two things that I, I need to talk about. One, is this something that's available online, the Mr. Limoncello's yes. escape room So thing? if you go to his <gasps> website, the author's website, he has okay. it. And you have to email him for the, for the answers because he doesn't want – he gets right back to you or somebody over there gets right back to you because he doesn't want the kids to – it was amazing. amazing. It was amazing. We did teams and they had to work it out. Some of them were tricky. And they're doing the Dewey Decimal System. Our librarians thought it was hilarious. Okay. So we will link to that in the book over in the show notes at the homeschool system. The book is really good. I don't know if you've read it. Yes. But I didn't know there was an escape room thing, which makes it even even better. That's awesome. And then my other thing, I was just going to say that we keep a lint roller in our car. That's a good idea. I think this would have like used the whole thing. This was something where I knew that, you know, we're talking about juggling all the balls. Clearly, Kate dropped the vacuum ball and it rolled under the couch (laughs) with all the tumbleweeds because I was like, is that from our floor? You you told me a thing about juggling balls. I know. And and I wish I remember who said it. I'm going to go search for it when this episode is over. I saw on Instagram when I couldn't sleep and you're scrolling through people's stories that somebody said, when you have too many balls in the air and you're juggling balls, you have to remember that some of the balls are glass and other balls bounce. So it's okay to drop balls as long as they're not the glass ones. And I just thought that was like that is genius. Right? Why it's didn't so genius. Why didn't I save it? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, just just whoever said it, I mean, we'll we'll try to find it so we can credit give the, person the person credit. But um just that idea, like, okay, what's more important right now? Like helping your kid who's struggling with something or like doing the dishes? Like the dishes will still be mm-hmm. there waiting You're for never you. going like, to finish that. Yeah, th- that bounces. Mm-hmm. But your kid who's like really having a really hard time with something, that's a glass ball. You want to – yeah, I love it. 
it's going to, that's like such a And I feel like you were helping me with that yesterday when I was feeling completely overwhelmed about my husband going out of town for a week. And you gave me all the shortcuts, (laughs) remember? Like, I'm just going to drop a whole bunch of balls next week and they're going to be bouncing all over the place. And the glass ones will be like eating with paper cups and paper plates. Yeah. Well, all that stuff will still be there. Yeah. 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 You know, we have an episode too about when husbands travel or when they work a lot. Yes. So we'll link to that over in the I show want notes. A and we have two Huga episodes we should link to. Episodes 29 and 58. So there's going to be a lot over at the show notes at thehomeschoolsisters.com. Hey, Kate, guess what I learned from Native this week? What did you learn? Deodorants that contain aluminum can form a plug in your sweat glands to keep you from sweating. So where does the sweat go? Oh, that's kind of creepy to think about. <laughs> Is it just all backed up in there? I don't know. <laughs> Stinking up the place. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We've talked before about how we love native deodorant. It's formulated without aluminum, parabens, or talc. It's also vegan and is never tested on animals. I love the never tested on animals part. Plus, native deodorant is made with ingredients you've heard of, like coconut oil and shea butter and... We all wear deodorant every day, or at least we're supposed to, if we remember. So shouldn't we be able to understand what's in there? (laughs) Absolutely. And it works. And Kate, you've been working out pretty hard lately, right? I have. I've been on a kick for the past almost a year now doing um, something called Teacher Fit and Spenga, which is a local, and I just kind of balance the two. But I mean, they are hard workouts, and I'm a sweater, and Native holds up. Yeah. What about you, Kara? I've been trying to get back into a workout routine, and I love that native deodorant works, and also that it doesn't leave like that weird, crusty, like yes. white stuff on your clothes <laughs> the way that some deodorants do. With over 10 cents, including their classics and rotating seasonals, you're guaranteed to find one you love. So for 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code HOMESCHOOL during checkout. Again, that's nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code homeschool during checkout for 20% off your first purchase. Thrive Cosmetics is a beauty brand with a bigger than beauty mission that goes beyond skin deep to empower women everywhere. Thrive Cosmetics really work, plus they are vegan, 100% cruelty free, and they don't use parabens or sulfates. Plus, for every product you purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive. Their causes include women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, and women fighting cancer. Oh, I love that. I've tried a few of Thrive's products, and I especially love their mascara. I do too. Yeah, like these tiny fibers, that, and it builds up your lashes, but they don't look clumpy. They just look longer. Um, And their mascara is actually sold every seven seconds online and has more than 7,000 five-star reviews. I love the mascara too. And also, have you seen the brightening pencil? Oh, yes. You can yeah, see it on I Instagram. So I got that and I use it. It, I don't, I haven't mastered how you use it like the girl does in the Instagram, <laughs> but I use it like above my brows to like lighten up and make your face look a little more refreshed. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's perfect for homeschool mom tired eyes. Yeah. She got me with that one. I'm sure that's why their <laughs> stuff is sold every seven Because <laughs> you're like, oh, I have tired eyes too. 
<laughs> Start thriving and help women in need today by going to thrivecosmetics.com slash homeschool and use code homeschool for 15% off your first purchase. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash homeschool, code homeschool for 15% off. Thrivecosmetics.com slash homeschool, code homeschool. And we'll put that over in the show notes too. And now we have two questions. Yes, we do. So our first question is from Leslie, and Leslie writes, can you speak to copywork versus independent writing? Curriculum seems to focus on copywork, but I feel like my daughter is becoming reliant on it, whereas in public school, they don't do copywork, but lots of individual independent writing. That is such a great question. It is a good question. Because in homeschool circles, you do hear a lot about copywork. You really do. And I never heard that term before I started Mm-mm. homeschooling. No. Um, that, that wasn't something that came up ever during like my public school experience. No. Maybe, maybe teachers just didn't tell you what you were doing. I don't know. <laughs> we copied. I remember copying definitions out of the, the dictionary a lot. I yeah. That. Remember when yeah. we had to do that all the time? Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the big things is that it, some homeschool philosophies really – Copywork is like a big tenet of their philosophy. So like Charlotte Mason, copywork is a big part of that. So if you're following Charlotte Mason closely, then you might want to focus on copywork. But if you're not, there's other ways that you can work on those those different skills because copywork, you know, we should probably talk about that in case people haven't heard that term. Copywork is basically copying a sentence from a source, um, a book, a poem, song lyrics. Mm -hmm. And so you're working on handwriting, but you're also working on the sentence structure and grammar and punctuation and all that kind of stuff. Um, So there are ways to handle those different things outside of doing copy work because my kids never really liked copy work. But your kids do copy work, right? We do it. We don't do it. I mean, it's not something that's required daily or even necessarily weekly, but we do have it in our rotation. And the most structured way we do it is we use Susan Wise Bowers, the complete writer, as part of our language art. So I don't do it every day, but copy work is one aspect of that curriculum. So it, when you're doing it, it, you might not get a day that's copy work, but there is copy work thrown in. Um, but we also, my kids one year made a quote book based on the 365 Days of Wonder because they were really into Augie and Wonder. And so they would copy a quote from that book each day and decorate the page. We've done song lyrics. We've done um, my youngest who hates writing <laughs> and will try to figure out mathematically the fewest letters that he can write. <laughs> Like one time in a co-op, he was asked to write the state's motto down and he just wrote motto. And then he was adamant that he was just, he wrote the motto. He wrote motto. And he, there was like, no, and he's so cute that like, you're, they were just like, okay, he wrote motto. <laughs> but he'll figure out away answers like that, unless you kind of are sneaky with it. And he's really into cooking right now and he's always loved math. So when we're cooking together, I'll, t- I'll take out the recipe and I'll ask him on a different piece of paper to double the recipe for me and write out the ingredients so I know what to get. And he does that without complaining because it doesn't feel like 
a writing thing for him. Or if he gets really into a story <laughs> for our story club that we do, he, he can get lost in writing. But it really needs to be something high interest or he's not going to do it. High it interest totally... or like painlessly fast. Yeah, it reminds me of that. Um, is it Katrina Gutelberg? I think her name is. Um, like, if a kid isn't interested, it's like throwing marshmallows at their yes. head and calling it eating. Yeah. Um, the there has to be like for some kids, I think it helps to have a why to why you're mm-hmm. writing something down. You know, like you're writing a thank you note because somebody gave you a nice gift, or right. you're writing a letter to a pen pal. Um, so for some kids, just giving them a journal works really well. Um, I know like Mary Wilson, or for Mary Wilson, does something called a favorite lines journal. So smart. Where she and um, her kids keep them too, but she writes down favorite lines from different books. And I would have loved that growing up because I always loved quotes and things. So I would have loved to have kept a book like that. And then that, that gives kids like kind of a why behind it besides just because it's good for you. Eat your spinach. Right. <laughs> no, not that copy work has to be spinach. Um, there's kids that, that like it and yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, it just depends and on... If it works and everybody's enjoying it and you feel like your kids are learning from it, then I think go for it. But, you know, if it's something that's causing a lot of strife in your homeschool, there's other ways to get those things done. For instance, like if you're using a grammar curriculum, copy work might be a little redundant because your grammar curriculum is going to cover grammar and sentence structure and all that kind of stuff. Um, So... If you're like, oh my gosh, we have to do 12 things every day. I wish something could give. You don't have to do both like a grammar curriculum and copy work. And if you're reading good books, your kids are reading good books. They're going to be exposed to writing in its correct form with proper punctuation and grammar and spelling. And that's that's something, even if they're not writing it down. And also, if they are writing just once in a while you know, edit it because it's, it's the editing process that they're going to need to do anyway that is sort of like copy work to get it to that copy work level. Hey, bud, you know, I notice mm-hmm. that you don't usually capitalize the first letter in a sentence. You're supposed to or it gets confusing and then just go back and like mm-hmm. fix a couple of them. Right. Something yeah. like that. Or just make it fun. Like I'm thinking now my for Christmas, my youngest got this book called Nerdy Nummies. Have you heard of this? Yes. Alicia yes, shared it with that. me. It's yeah. amazing. And so he wants to start doing that because he's really into cooking right now. So I just, and he's overwhelmed because every single one that you look at, you want to do. So I said, yeah. just make me a list of five and we'll we'll like start with the first one, put them in the order mm-hmm. that you want and what page number they're on. And he's copying, you know, mm-hmm. he wants to do those. He's not going to spell them wrong. He wants to know that I'm going to know which one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The other thing that can hang kids up, I was just thinking about this, is that sometimes the handwriting part is where it gets hard, like the actual physical act of handwriting. And so I've told this story before, but when my son was four, he was going to preschool and he was an early reader. So it was a Montessori style preschool. And the next year they wanted to move him up into the six to nine grade or I'm sorry, (laughs) the six to nine age classroom. And so they sent us home that summer and said, but that means that he needs to get his handwriting up to a six-year-old's level this summer. So you need to practice handwriting every single day with him. And as you can imagine, 
that was kind of miserable. And we decided not to do it. And that was actually part of the reason we gave homeschooling another shot. (laughs) And that time it stuck. And we've been at it for 13 years now. Um, But for some kids, it's a fine motor skill. So just the act of writing can be really challenging. So if your child is in that place right now, like I I don't see any reason to force copy work. I think it will come, you know, um, you you really don't want to force like your four year old to write complete. You want to keep the writing and, fun, or they're not going to want to yeah. do it at all. So you can. So right. for those kids, you can do games for writing. How do you do writing games? Have have them be the scorekeeper. Have them. <gasps> there's apples to apples yes. freestyle. If they know how to write and can spell a little bit, they can fill in their own answer. There's a game mm-hmm. called listography where you're listing things, balderdash you're writing. There's a yeah. ton of stealth, stealth writing in games if you just want to have them practicing pencil and little spurts that aren't going to overwhelm them. That's perfect. And again, it's that built-in why. Why do I have to write this? Well, because we got to keep track of the score. Yeah. yeah. They don't, they don't yeah. even think of it as writing if they like the game. They're not, yeah. not going to bug you about the writing part. Oh, I love that. Okay, well, we'll put links to all the games over in the show notes and we'll um, the books that we talked about. And yeah, everything will be over at the show notes at thehomeschoolsisters.com. And we have a second question. This question is from Nicole. Hi, Kate. Hi, Kara. I love that she started out like that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to start out by saying I'm a huge fan of the show. Whenever I feel like I've hit a wall homeschooling, listening to one of your episodes always helped me out. With that being said, what is your opinion of homeschool co-ops and communities? Do either of your families participate in any type of co-op? Why or why not? Thank you so much for your insights. All right. Are you ready to open the co-op can of worms? (laughs) It's a big one. It is a big one. People can get really fired up about co-ops. Yes. Oh, man. Okay. So we are currently in a co-op, but we have had periods of time when we haven't been. We've gone back and forth, and we've survived both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you guys? We were in a co-op for much of last year. It was a small American history co-op that we did with some local friends, and we actually had to quit it mid-spring or winter because it was not working for our family, which was hard because they are friends of ours. And we had a lot of discussion with my kids leading up to our final decision about what our why is when it comes to the co-op and what we were looking for. And for our family, my kids really liked the people and they really liked the free time playing with their friends. And there was one like a states project where they were doing some research and presentation there that they really enjoyed. But aside from that, they didn't love the textbook. They didn't like that each week was a different topic, so there was no pausing. I remember they got really into Paul Revere because Paul Revere lived here, and we went to his house, and we were standing on the same floorboards that he stood on, and it just really, like, they just wanted to get lost in that. And there was no space to do that because the next week we were moved on to XYZ. And the way we learn in our homeschool, and one of the reasons why we're not in school is that we do like lazy type unit studies where we, if there's something we're interested in, we dive in like fully until we're done with it. And so that was really, really hard for my kids. And then it's not like, you know, I was dedicating this one day to co-op. There's not like there's this extra time during the week where I can supplement. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we had to walk away and it was hard making the decision, but 
we found mm-hmm. the things that my kids really liked about the co-op, we found in other ways. So we have a, a story club slash book club that we do with local friends that meets once a week <clears throat> and is not as regimented. And we have, there's another day during the week where I have an extra kiddo here with us. So they do all their activities together. My kids are in sports and clubs. We have game group that we do with a, fam- a public school family that we're friends with. So, I mean, if you're worried about the social aspect and the connection aspect, it doesn't have to be a traditional co-op for your kids and for you to get that piece. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think you hit on something really good there, which is the why. Like, why are you looking for a co-op? If you're looking for it because you want to spend time with other homeschooling families, there are other ways to do that. Like you just said, that are a little bit lower commitment. Like it can be hard if you're in a co-op and every Tuesday you need to be there. And then if you have to miss something, your kids are falling behind on a class or a project. Or you're putting everyone else behind. That happened. We had a couple illnesses and you know, the illness like goes through the whole house. So there was a couple weeks we missed and then you feel bad because you were supposed to be doing X, Y, Z. Yeah. But yeah, all the things that you were talking about, we did a podcast with um, Greta Eskridge and she talked about starting an adventure club. Um, We have like our friend Mary does these amazing um, book book parties that we have to show everybody the image of her dressed up as Effie Trinket from. <laughs> is it, I am always I always doubt if I'm getting you are. it right. I think it's Effie Trinket. Yeah, you're right. Um, from the Hunger Games. Oh my goodness, she goes all in. I want Mary she to homeschool so me. So fun. I'd like to I take know, a field trip to Mary's. I want, yeah, I, I want to go to her book parties. I do they, too. They look like so much fun. Um, and then we, our friend Alicia, Alicia Hutchinson, she does um, a baking club. So if it's the socialization thing, there are other options. And I think what you really want to look for, I've written a few posts about um, co-ops over at Simple Homeschool, and we can link to those in the show notes. But one of them, I talk about what you really want is to look for friends, mm-hmm. you know, if, if that's the case. Um and you don't need a co-op. Now, if you're somebody who's like, I do not want to teach science. Right. I want to find a way for my kids to learn science. The co-ops can be great then because you can find one that teaches that. And, and outsource. Then, and then you're not worried about mm-hmm. it if that's something that's eating at right. you. Right. Although I have to say, I just have to mention this. I We've got a chemistry set that we're using right now from Home Science Tools. And it's amazing. It's making me actually feel confident about science and then um we do cindy west's um no sweat nature study i love and then that. cindy's teaching so there's other ways to outsource mm-hmm. too so and there's online classes you know because math was stressing me out yeah. and i don't know that math co-ops are like a big fun thing <laughs> not around here <laughs> but um i did online classes the last couple of years for my oldest and he actually does better with that than when he and i are working together so right yeah so that's that's where your why comes in. Like what are, and are you looking for a co-op because the dentist keeps asking? Mm-hmm. Are you looking for a co-op because grandma Because keeps that asking? is such a big question. You know? Oh, you're homeschooling? Oh, yeah. do you meet up with beep? Are you in a co-op? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because if they if they've heard anything about homeschooling, that will be their question instead of it's like the new question. Mm-hmm. Instead of, well, how will they get any socialization? The new it's question <laughs> is are they in a co-op? Because somehow, I remember a doctor asking me that once and I was like, 
yeah and she was like oh good i just need to be sure they're being socialized like you know they're a couple of boston terriers or something don't so, bite my ankles right <laughs> <laughs> exactly please don't pee on the rug um yeah so uh, yeah knowing your knowing your why and then you know realizing that really a lot of times what we want for our kids is friends and you know finding friendships and things like that um because you know a co-op is a commitment um and it can be hard to find one that fits for mm-hmm. your family like sometimes you might be looking for a faith-based co-op and there's no everything is non-faith-based in your community or you're looking for a non-faith-based co-op and everything is faith-based in your community um you know or everything is for older kids or everything is for younger or it's kids. expensive because so, one of the ones i was looking at was like oh crazy gosh. expensive yeah. a few years ago yeah it looked yeah. awesome but how am mm-hmm. I going to know it's awesome without shelling out? Right. What if it isn't? <laughs> and the, yeah, and um, you know, that's the thing too is like, yeah. So, so I mean, sometimes it's not it's not a requirement. I guess mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say. Like, you don't have to have a co-op to homeschool well. So just take that big worry and like move it off your shoulders and just roll it down a hill somewhere and be done with it. If you want one, if you like one that can be great but don't stress yourself out if you're like oh my gosh we don't have a co-op yet how are my kids ever going to learn to like be in a classroom (laughs) um because there's ways to do that Mm -hmm. too like my kids took classes at the science center they took classes classes at the museum um you know where they had like a classroom type experience and you know learn to raise their hands and wait their turn stand in a line (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. All those kinds of things that <laughs> you also do that at the bank, but okay. All right. Like <laughs> you also have to learn how to stand in a line and, and wait your turn at the grocery, at the grocery store. store because people get and, really mad if you just push yes, in front of them. And have so. like awkward, socially awkward conversations and be appropriate. <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So we've talked about lots of resources in this episode, so we will link to them over at the show notes at thehomeschoolsisters.com. This is episode 87, so look for episode 87. And make sure you go sign up for the Kindred Conference. Yeah, happening February 22nd. Go to kindredhomeschool.com to sign up now. Um, There'll be talks from Kate and I, and then our friends Mary and Alicia, who we actually talked about in this episode. (laughs) But we just got done hanging out with there them for four days. So I think we're crime. just, <laughs> <laughs> they really are. And we will see everybody. We'll be back in two weeks. So have you a too, great Kara. rest of your day, Kate. Bye. All right. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'd love to answer your question next. So head to our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com and click on ask us a question. We share posts over there too. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes so we can connect with more sisters out there. And until next time, remember, you've got this sister.